Hey, welcome to No Ideas Original Sports. I'm Yada. I'm here with Theon Reem. What's up? How y'all doing today? What's going on? Hey, what's up, bros? All is well. Oh, that's great, man. We got some stuff to talk about today. Some NBA stuff, NFL, Major League Baseball stuff. Let's get right into it. Hey, let's, as, as hometown fans, as fans of the Knicks, I know you guys see so many different things happening over there. <laughs> that, that's, that's strange and stuff. I mean, I'm gonna start with the elephant in the room here. So. Who's who's running? Is it Julius Randle's team? Tom Thibodeau's team? Are they better with Randle out there? What's it, Mom? What, what is what's, what's the whole thing going on with Tibbs and Randle? I'm hoping it's Leon Rose's team. <laughs> Meaning, he got to make some moves, man. Julius Randle, what did he score? Eight points, nine points today. But besides yeah. today, I think he's just been, he's been off this season. I don't know if he got the bag and all of a sudden he, he got to play or I don't know what's going on. I wasn't a, a huge Julius Randle fan when we first got him. I thought last year, though, he had a great season. But this year, he definitely regressed uh, big time. And I um, think he needs to hold him accountable the same way he called out uh, RJ. Right. Right. Not putting in work. Right. All out Julius. Maybe right. it's behind the scenes, Maybe uh well, I think it's two things. I think uh the relationship between him and the coaches is, is uh hurting the team. I think the, the, the players or the teammates sees that uh, he has uh he will do well he's on, you know, on the court, he's doing he's playing point point forward and Taking 30 shots. Well, I take a big shot, and I was taking 10 shots, but so I guess he's trying to get a point. Taking less shots now. You know, no play no defense, stuff like that. You know, he did pass the ball on top of that. But um, I think maybe the coach is getting, is getting um, it's probably uh, losing the team, I should say. You never know. You know, it's like a year for the team, but nothing working right now, man. I mean, everybody's not playing well, and he's probably playing the court, not working right now. You know, move, move, move to the Rockets, you know, things like that. Struggling to beat the Pacers. He can blown out by the team that he should be beating. You know, right now he's got, what, a 12-15 or three in a row. Guys not playing well at all, man. You know, like, uh, like we just said, you know, uh, Randall's not regressed. I mean, probably this, you, you spent over $20 million, right, for four players. And you got Randall who go out regressed. You got four in a year, just, just, he's just playing off right now. Yeah. You know, Kimber Walker's not playing at all. You know, and, and Orleans is is in is in is in one game that the, the next game he don't play. He played the other game, the other game he doesn't play. So he didn't have the rotation. So you know, right now Tibbs can't get together right now. So right now they 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 better across the board. I think I think you guys are right. I think they're good too for a shakeup or something. I mean, one of the things I look at is that I mean the, the lineup in general. Like like you guys said, the guys in the rotation, the guys not playing. Well. I mean, do you think Alec Burks is, is good starting? Is good at starting at point, or would you start Derrick Rose at point? I don't think Alec Burks. I like him, but I don't think he's a point guard. One of the main things, problems I think with the mix is we don't have any half court offense. So now you insert Alec Burks, who can, you know, manipulate his way around the half-court offense, but he can't he can't really push the pace. So now we're stuck in a half-court offense constantly because we don't have a point guard who can push the pace and attack. Alec Burks is more come off the screen, he got the little mid-range jumper, he can hit the three. But 
he's not really like an attacking guy. I would say Alec Burks is probably, if you're going to start him, he's more of a two guard. I think we need an attacking point guard, so I would probably go with D. Rose. The only thing is, our bench is great. So removing D. Rose from that bench, I think quickly and Grimes showed um, today, Grimes showed he, he deserves a minute, but I think quickly can, can run that backup point guard. But I'm a little leery about moving uh, D. Rose from the second unit to the first, given that chemistry on the second unit. So, looking at that, who, so who's the next starting five? Who do you guys think should be the starting five? I would probably, the guy who should be on the bench right now, I think uh, Fournier should probably be moved to the bench. Um, I don't know about as a permanent move, but this is Tibbs, right? So Tibbs loves making these these permanent decisions. But I would probably go with um, RJ, um, Grimes. I would actually insert Grimes in there. I may even go with Quickly as the point. Doesn't mean he necessarily has to hold the ball and run a conventional point guard. I think between RJ, Quickly, uh, Grimes, Randall, and I don't even think it matters who you put in at center because all of our senses are the same. You know, Mitchell Robinson is the same thing as Noel. So, you know, pick whoever you want. I say Noel for argument's sake. Um, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I work at a point guard. I don't understand that from the beginning. Um, Rose should have been the point guard once Kenny was out of rotation. You know, have IQ either back up Rose or even start the young kid McBride. You know, you never know. You just use him for spot man and see what he can do. But uh, you gotta go with Rose, IQ, no matter who starts. Those, those are two point guards. Just leave it at that. You know, just call who starts. I don't care who starts. Those two can be point guards. If you want to roll the start, so be it. If you start, then so be it. Those two should be your point, your two point guards from day one. I don't like Burke, because Burke is a, he's a, he's a volume shooter. And if you know him, Burke plays, he always looks for his shots a lot of times. Watch the play, he always looking for his shots sometimes. I don't like for a point guard. If you play a shooting guard, small forward, I understand that. But if you play a point guard, he can't really look for your shot like that. I'm trying to get others involved. I don't understand how wild would um, Coach Tip have to start a point guard and had a road to IQ first. But um, I would have um, Rose off the bench because when you start Rose, you have uh, a young bench, young, young, young core player off the bench like IQ and, and, and Grimes, maybe Mitch and uh, Bryce. So uh, I'd rather have uh, Grimes with Rose, who's a veteran who can stand right pace in the right spot on the floor. You know, I guess I make his jump shots, but I'll have IQ, RJ. I'll probably have Burke small forward people, you know, than Randall and Mitchell for that. I mean, for me, I, I mean, like you, like you guys said, if, I don't know if Burke is a point guard because one of the problems that they have is like, like um, Randall is a ball stopper. Right. So when he right. gets to the he's pounding the ball, not moving. So I don't think the ball is moving enough. And I don't think Burke is the guy that, you know, get guys involved. I mean, as far as the rotation, I think, and I will tell you guys, you know, you guys know I like the Nets. I'm not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Steve Nash is a good coach, or a great coach anyway, but he's getting better. What he seems to be doing is something that Tim should look at. If you look at it now, Blake Griffin's not in the rotation. You got Millsap in the rotation. You got Aldridge. What he seems to do is this. If you're playing well, you play. If you're not playing well, you don't play. 
So at any given point, if you start playing bad, you out of the rotation. Like I watched the last three games, the Nets won and they play a really good defense in the fourth quarter. You know who played? Nicholas Claxton, Cam Thomas, and David Duke Jr. Mm-hmm. With Bruce yeah. Brown and KD. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, or Harden out there. So what he's doing is he's not afraid to play those younger guys. And I guess maybe he maybe he has a little more authority, I guess, on the roster or a little more control. I guess KD and Harden probably support him in whatever he does. Right. So he can go out there and say, okay, listen, these two rookies are finishing up the game. Or Claxton or Aldridge or whoever's sitting down. And that's just what it is. Whereas, like you guys said a few minutes ago, Grimes, I think, has earned his right to have minutes. McBride, we, we, from what we see with the point guards, he should get a shot at least out there to see what he can do. Yeah, he's a good defender. And we just said we didn't care who plays center, so you know, why not give Sims some of those minutes? Sort of. yeah, and, and just looking and watching Knox today, knocking out five out of seven three-pointers, um, I'm sure we could, we could get him in there for six minutes and cut down some of those Fournier RJ minutes. So there are players on the Knicks roster. The Knicks, like you said, the Knicks bench is a strength of the team, and they got a lot of players out there. Maybe maybe they need to decrease down some of these other guys' minutes a little bit. Give these other guys a shot. Either either put them in the rotation or get them out there for a few minutes. What do you guys think of that? Plus, I think uh, I think Obi deserves more minutes too. Yeah, he yeah. playing yeah. really well. And yes, yes, Tips hasn't adjusted to Obi playing really well. He's still, you know, adamant about getting Rambo his 40 minutes a game. The only reason why Obi's minutes went up slightly is because he's been playing them more, you know, along with Randall. Right. But Randall should be on the bench a little more. You know, let Obi Obi should be getting at least 20 minutes now. Obi's been great. Fight. Yeah, he is. Getting, you know. 13 minutes, 14 minutes. He should be getting 20 minutes a night at least. See, I think what, what happened with Randall is that he hasn't, like, he, he, they put him in a level, but he hasn't really reached the level of some of these guys. Randall's a star, but he's not a superstar. And the thing that he hasn't learned yet about the game is that if you watch a guy like Curry and and Durant, and even Harden to some extent, these different guys, when you look, it looks like they're taking a lot of shots. But when you go look at the box score, you see that they're shooting 50% from the field. So they're usually fairly efficient. I mean, Harden sometimes not, but a lot of these guys now are fairly efficient in what they do as far as how many, you know, how many shots they take, how many they make. And they won't, they, just, they seem to adjust. Like on a night where Curry's not making the shot, he's not gonna just keep taking the shot. Durant's not going to just keep taking threes. You never see Durant going 0 for 12 from the three-point line and just keep right. pulling it. So I think that's the part, like you guys saying, with Tibbs and the Randall relationship, he might have a little bit too much rope to do whatever he wants to do because even like, I guess when you get to a certain level of star, they expect you to be able to make that adjustment on your own, but he seems to not have been able to make that adjustment to say, you know what, I'm not doing well with this tonight. Let me get out here and get the ball to the guy that's doing well to do something else. And when he does, his body language is all is terrible. And he's not getting yeah. his. He's out there like he's sulking. He's upset yeah. that he's not getting his. That's well you know? said. Well and said. That's, that's ruining the, you yeah. know, the morale of the team, I would say, too. Yeah. That's, that's obvious, good. too. It's obvious, too, in the court. Yeah, that's not good at all. Because you, you figure you got days out there, you look. Listen, I, I watched the Knicks games. I mean, RJ's had some of his better games this year. 
or whatever. I mean, sometimes his shot selection is a little bit off. But again, like you guys said, you guys like Toppin, he's come out there and he's fairly, I don't, I don't see him being an efficient. Like he's fairly efficient with his shots. Uh, maybe leave the three-pointers alone sometime, but he's right. fairly efficient yeah. with his shots. <laughs> yeah, he's even though Burks is not a point guard, he's fairly efficient with his shots too. Yeah. Those, those, like all the guys that you guys mentioned, that the guys you like to play, were the guys who seem to play more from here to here. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I like quickly, I, but he could get erratic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. You gotta rein him. Yeah, you gotta rein him in somewhat. But at the end of the day, I, that he's a guy I think is probably man as well. You get him in there for spurts, and you get him in and you get him out or something. But a lot of guys, I don't think that I don't think the roster, like you guys are saying, I don't think the team is being managed well as far as substitutions who should be playing and stuff like that. At the end of the game, if Randall went out there and shot three for three for sixteen in the beginning, he shouldn't be out there the last five minutes just because his name is Julius Randall. We mm-hmm. put him out there. What do y'all think of uh, like a De'Aaron Fox or Randall trade? Because both of them seem to be disgruntled on on their respective teams. I think Sacramento has too many too many point guards at this point. Drafted Mitchell, you got Halliburton, who's really a point guard. Fox is getting paid, so I think he's probably the odd man out now because they want to do a rebuild. So what do you think of Randall going over there? Fox coming back. Trust the money is probably almost even, I would imagine. You know, laugh. I, I would want. I think I would. I would. I would want to do that deal. But you know who I would love for them to put in that deal with, with it that they probably won't put in that um dude that was the number two pick in the draft that they don't want him so much. Oh, Bagley. Yeah. Throw yeah, Fox and Bagley in there too. Give yeah. Give me Fox and Bagley, and I'll give you. I, I'll give you back Randall, and we could throw in something else. Give him Randall and McBride or something. We don't know what he can do, do anyway. Well, them Randall and, and some, I, I would tell you what, I, two guys I definitely would not trade would be Burks and Rose. You can't, you can't really get rid of either one of those guys. They're not going to take Kim because of the money, probably. But, but actually, that, that may not be true because remember, Bagley was the second pick in the draft, but so he's got to be making eight or nine million. Yeah, that's true. The only reason why I don't know if they would take Kemba is he's yet another point guard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, kind of need to dump some of those point guards. Maybe, I mean, I don't know. Listen, at this point, I mean, you know another interesting deal? I would do that deal, though. You know another interesting deal? Why not if the Knicks don't plan on keeping Mitchell Robinson? It does, it does, to me, it doesn't seem like they plan on doing it. Why not trade him to Indiana for, like, Miles Turner? Not straight up, no. You want to give up a mouse. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I wouldn't. I, they would. I'm pretty much sure they would ask for quickly. You know that. Maybe something like quickly. I wouldn't give them that necessarily, but if it's reasonable, I would consider going after Miles Turner. Yeah, I, I think it'd be a good Yeah, he's not. He he can score some. He can knock down some perimeter shots. Plus. He's out there. He's going to block shots and be official on the defensive end. Tibbs will love that. The crazy thing is I'm looking at what, think about it. Indiana, they went out there and smacked us. And they, with the they dudes they're looking to get rid of. Yeah, they don't they realize, they, 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 realize they can't win with that team. And they blew yeah. us out with that squad. You know what might be interesting for the for the next two? Paris LeBert. Yeah. Yeah, about two of them. 
teams on the block. Like, over yeah, the whole, the whole Indiana team's on the block. So that's some interesting thing. Another guy that might be on the block is Damian Lewis. So do we think, I mean, who do we think he would fit in with or something? I mean, he, it doesn't seem like it's necessarily something he wants to do. But I don't know if the, you know he has any control over that right now at this point with Portland. Yeah, I think he's supposedly trying to push for like a two-year extension for 107 million or something, and that's for scaring GMs off too from taking that position. It's because new GMs they want to come in and, and look to build it the way they want. Yeah. But these new GMs are scared off because they want to move. They probably like to move them. Yeah. So that they could build whatever pieces around, you know, however they fit, however they see fit. Yeah, he's trying to get another big contract. Uh, you know, he's entering his thirties. He's in the thirties right now, I guess. So he has some mod- not, not a lot of milestones, but he's, he's getting out there. He's still a lot of minutes for Portland, a lot of playoff minutes too as well. Uh, I'm a Knicks fan. I wouldn't do it. I think I think I'm, I'm kind of over the uh, getting rid of Tim Rock. Humor. So, I'm a Knicks fan or a Knicks GM, I wouldn't want to see that. Yeah. But uh, if you're a team like maybe like Boston, you know what I'm saying? I can like see, like see him and Tatum be, 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 be a big duo. Because Tatum and Brown are working out, man. I oh, have to be a big guy working out. So, you know, if, if Boston, let's say like a Marcus Smart, uh, Jalen Brown, and maybe two draft picks, if you think really. I mean, I think, might I think, done. That, would probably, I think that would help. That would definitely help um, Portland. Yeah, they can rebuild. Oh, yeah. sorry, they can rebuild. And plus, you know, um, that allowed Bill to have, you know, full control of the team and do what we want to do. You know, have a little on our, on our team. He's not really, I guess, having a team the way he really wanted fully to turn uh, yeah. you know, little bit the boxing to his philosophy or he's just doing. Yeah, yeah. I- I think that would actually be a, a really good deal for both teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, a couple of these guys, like, I'm, I mean, Indiana's got some interesting guys to trade for. I'm still not sold on what I would give it for Ben Simmons or something. I mean, even though I do think Ben Simmons would fit in on the Knicks, I think that he, because, just because he doesn't need to have the ball in his hands, that would actually help. Like, he's more of a pass-first type of guy, mm-hmm. and they kind of need that. So he, if he played point forward, the Knicks would be better off right now. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna take he's gonna take twelve shots. He's, <laughs> gonna, he's gonna push the pace. Yeah, he's gonna push holding pace. the ball in the mid post. You know, trying to back his way in for yeah. eighteen seconds and throwing bailout passes. That's not Simmons' game. No, Simmons gonna push the pace. He's gonna pass. He's gonna defend. He's gonna rebound. So, right. I don't know. Embiid and Randall around. are supposedly cool, so I I'd send Randall over there. You know? Yeah, I mean, if they could pull out off, pick or whatever they want. I would brand him quickly. Yeah, after yeah, Randall's last that. season, it might not. Be, I mean, if Randall's last season dictates that if, because you trade him, it might not be that much of a difference, you know, as far as what you have to give. Right. Yeah, because Randall, uh, Randall, I'm pretty much sure Randall will get you a good haul. Yeah, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm more open now. I'm, I'm more open on effort to trade in Julius Randall than I was last year. That's for sure. Yeah, because yeah, I see Obi as being. He's not as good today as Randall is, but I see like dramatic improvement from Obi. So now if we could trade Randall and get a couple of nice pieces along with some draft picks or a late first round pick, you know, with a piece. Or if it's for Simmons, I'll just take it. I'll give you extra pieces to get Simmons over there. Yeah. You know? Well, you think about it, the game's changed too. I mean, 
we hadn't seen a Kevin Knox sighting in God only knows how long. Right. If you get Obi, if you take Obi out there and play him 30 minutes and play Knox for 12 minutes or whatever, and they can knock down Knox and get out there and knock down some trees, and Obi can be Obi, I think that'll easily make up for Julius Randle. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is, Knox is supposedly not seeing the court because he's not playing any defense. And same with Kemba. Who on that team is playing defense? Right. Nobody. Yeah. Um, Nobody. <laughs> that's Nobody is. definitely, he, he's not playing no defense. I seen Randall just standing around letting people do whatever they want. Offensive rebounds because he's not boxing out. So who is yeah. playing defense? That's why I think part of the problem is Tibbs is not holding everybody to the same standard. Right. And that's separating the locker room, I think. Yeah, what he's doing is the thing that players hate. Because you think about it, ever since Kendall's been off the lineup, they've got worse. They haven't got better without Yeah, they haven't got better with him out there. Oh, we took him out because he don't play defense. What he didn't realize about Kimball being out there is here's the thing about people that can play. Whether they performing or not, people have to check them. So if I can score 20, you have to try to defend me. If you put another guy out there that I don't care about, <laughs> then I'm going to double off this guy. Nobody's doubling off a Kimber Walker to let him take shots. Right. And Tiz, I, I, don't, I don't think he understands the offensive part of the game or something where, where the game, the game kind of changed, but he hasn't changed. Like, now you got people hoisting up threes and different stuff. Like, I don't think he's just getting that part of it or something. Then I, like, I was reading something that they were saying the next part of the problem is they have no no leaders in the locker room. D. Rose is a leader on the court, but he's he's like more he's of a quiet a type guy. of guy. He's yeah. not vocal. They said Randall is kind of like a loner in the locker room. Alec Burks is not really. He's a he's a quiet guy. So who's vocal? I mean, Kemba's yeah. vocal, but yeah. it's kind of stripped any ability yeah. for him to say anything, you know, by removing him from the lineup. Mm-hmm. So now they ain't gonna really respect him after yeah. the tips, you know, kind of dick did to him. Yeah. I, I would say Todd Gibson, but he gets no playing time, so you know. Yeah, exactly. He would be a guy they would respect, but he yeah, yeah but he gets no playing time, so you know that wouldn't work. Yeah, I mean, it's like the New York version of Udonis Haslam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mean, I, I hate to say it, but like <laughs> if something's gonna happen with Tibbs, it's not gonna happen this year. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the season ends. Yep. Yeah, they'll, they'll let this season play out until there or something. Yeah, and Tibbs is, is referring back to the old ways. Well, I was scared of when, when yeah. first was talking about the firing though. Like he was, like I mean, say he, he stuck in his ways. He made a game. I don't say the game passed by him, but his, his style, he has to adjust the way he is. He can't play these veterans no more. This is a young, young man's game now, you know, jacking up threes, run up, run up down the court, you know. Play the young kids. And plus, we're in a position where we want to play on young kids and develop young kids. Yeah. With a little bit of mixture of veterans. You're going to lie, but you know? the older guy, I hate to say this, realistically, good defense can't stop good offense anymore. Right. You just can't. Exactly. The shoot. I mean, I watched like watched the watched the net game, and I watched people like everybody say you got to get a hand in the guy's face. I watched half these guys knock down shots with hands in their face every single time. Right. So if they can score, they're gonna score. You just well, gotta make good. sure you have some kind of some kind of weapons to get back. 
Plus, yeah, I think that's part of the, the problem too with Tibbs is um he's trying to like rein these young kids in and run a, a slow pace offense. Yeah. These these kids want to get up and down the court, and jack up threes, and, and, and throw out. Yeah. yeah was, Tibbs is trying to get dudes to set it up. You know, a certain Alec Burks in the lineup walking the ball up court, trying to set up a, a non-existent half-court offense because they don't have you know many plays. Let the young kids playing get up and down the court. Right. I think the Knicks probably run more isolations. It sounds crazy. You would have thought it would be a different. Thing. I think the Knicks run more isolations for Randall than most teams run for superstars. Like you don't see like you don't see those guys like you never see Steph hitting the side of the court, cleared out, clear out. Steph got the ball. I don't even. I don't even really see that that much with Durant and Harden. Mm. They, never, they never clear out a side like you know they right. can space it out if Harden's on the top yeah. you don't see everybody to the right so Harden can back somebody <laughs> down they just don't last, do that last game didn't uh, Randall have like 7 or 8 turnovers mm-hmm. yes he's still I running the point fall Atlanta Atlanta put that blueprint down in the playoffs they, they put the yeah. blueprint to Randall down in the playoffs and it looks like teams have made the adjustment like okay, yeah. then when he does that spin, we on that hand. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting for for Tim to give McBride some minutes because he finally slipped up today. He had no choice but to give Grimes minutes, yeah. you know, and <laughs> all these other guys out. So and Grimes proved he can actually play. Yeah. Now once he has to slip up and. and accidentally play McBride, he's going to see that this kid can play. Mm-hmm. Well, this kid plays defense, he's hard-nosed. Athlete, shoot. I, I just think that eventually what's going to happen is if Tim puts all these guys out there and they play, he's going to get fired fast. So I love D. Rose, but D. Rose should probably be one of the dudes I think that is traded. And not because he's bad. D. Rose is probably the best player on the team, to be honest with you. But he deserves a little better than this. Right now, they the 11th seed in the, in the East, you know? Get D. Rose on the Lakers to try to you know, get a, a title run with LeBron in them or something like that. Let him go to a contender. Right. Wasting away the last couple of years on his knees just because his <laughs> Tibbs, you know, him and Tibbs are cool. This we is, we, you know, you're doing D-Rose a little bit. Man, we done took this man before the half of the season and already trading him for a contender. We out. <laughs> we out. Hey, get him a, you this know. This man on a contender. <laughs> put him on the Nets. Yeah, listen, they, you know what'll help the next? You put them on the nets and ask for Cam Thomas. For somebody like that, that'll help out. You want to take Bruce uh, Brown off their hands? Yeah. Because the Knicks, I think the Knicks need those hard-nosed type of players. Yeah. The Knicks right now, there's nobody, there's nobody willing to really mix it up. No. Sims, I think Sims does a good job of mixing it up, and he's riding the bench. Even when uh, Noel is limping around, same thing with Mitch. Yeah. Sims can't get me in. Basically, you dunk the ball too much. You on top and all this basketball dunking. You play below the rim over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, put D Rose on a contender. Again, not because he's bad. D Rose got a lot left in the tank. I think he's yeah. probably the best, at least the best guard, I would say, most consistent on the Knicks, but I think he deserves better than playing for an 11 seed team at this point in his career. 
we've seen we've seen that in the playoffs in that Atlanta. Yeah, he took over. He was the yeah. best player on the Knicks in, in yeah. the playoffs last year. It's, it's one of those things, though. It's just sad. I probably would still keep him. Well, if the Knicks are trading, that'd be better for him. But if I kept him, I wouldn't start him because he seems like like 26 minutes or something like that is pretty good for him. Whatever. And he'll go out there and play hard and give you the most he can for 26 minutes. But it seemed like come time to playoffs, he had to play so much and do so much, he got gas. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think he expected to have to do that much for him. More power to him. Yeah. So, going into other things in the NBA, what do we think about this, this Zion health, health issues, man? I mean, I, I don't know. No, he's starting to scare me. Yeah. Starting? Starting to scare You should be scared already. Between the, the foot thing, I always said he was way too big. Yeah. And then you see uh, the videos at first, I thought he was wearing like the James Harden fat suit or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to get off the Pelicans, but now I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know what's going on. He said he's over 330 pounds, which would make him one of the heaviest players in, in league history. He's moving into the Oliver Miller area. I think yeah. He, I think he, <laughs> he has to lose weight. <laughs> you know, that's the bottom line. Part of his advantage is the weight thing, the size. Yeah. That's the biggest disadvantage, I think, too. Um, because you, you can't stay healthy. So putting all that pressure on your on your legs, you know, your ankles, your feet, it's too much. Plus, he's explosive, too. So every cut he makes is explosive. Everything he does, he plays at one speed. Yeah. So I think that's one thing they, when he does come back, they have to teach him to, to pick and choose his spots. He's playing, you know, nonstop, 100 miles per hour all game. And that's not a, that's not a way to last in this league. I think another guy who, who has to slow down a little bit is uh, John Morant too. Some of those wild dunk attempts and stuff is, is, is scary, man. But going back to Zion, I think he's, he's a. Uh, I don't know. I hope you can stay healthy. Let's put it that way. Get healthy and then stay healthy. Stay on the court. If I'm the GM for the Pelicans, I want him to play this year. Just focus on, you know, any ailment he has, get him better, and get him, get him a nutritionist, and get his shit right from everyone out. It was all about you having better eating habits. I'm going to get you a trainer, a chef, a trainer. I got, you know, I got a pass to follow you around, make sure you don't go to McDonald's. I'll do that too. Yeah. You know, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll make a big announcement. Listen, Zion is done for the season. He's not playing. Yeah. And the team that's doing too well, you know, right now, he's focused on, uh, you know, Zion being ready for next season. So he, get, he has time to get in shape. He needs to take his time, you know, to get in shape and eat right, man, and hit any energy he got. Because his body's breaking down. There's like two or three, two or three different injuries now. His knee, then his ankle, then out of his foot. You know, this is a young kid, you know what I'm saying? He'd be breaking down like this early in his career. And the to show that he's not meant to be stronger to be, to get responsible as a, as, a, as a pro to stay in shape. Yeah. You know, this kid's getting paid millions of dollars, man, to be a, be a, a pro athlete, man. He got eat right, stay in shape, man. He paid me $12 million a year, shoot. <laughs> I'm drinking water and, 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 and peanuts. That's it, man. You know what I'm saying? Push ups all damn day. And I, I read something too that's crazy is that the Pelicans, even with all of this stuff, still playing on offering them like a two year, you know, those mandatory two year extension things. And they yeah. saying his people may turn it down. I mean, I think he's got bad handles because what he doesn't realize is the NBA's changed. 
You got right now. You got bad knees, bad ankles, and overweight. Mm-hmm. And the Pelicans are offering an extension. Somebody tells you to leave the Pelicans right now, mm-hmm. you're gonna get half of the money that they offer. Right. Nobody's gonna like. I think. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Look, I'm great. You're only great if you get on the court right now. Right. That, I read something about the, some some announcer or somebody from the team made a joke or something talking about. The biggest problem he has is that he still likes eating, eating whole pizza pies and drinking soft drink. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. A, a whole pizza pie? <laughs> dude, the man, the one, and he got done dirty because when he went to when he went to the team, you didn't see they had him like getting all types of bonk, like he got some kind of lifetime deal with Popeyes. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> that they brought like some kind of ridiculous thing into like I remember the first he was there they brought like 96 pieces of chicken in or something crazy I'm like yo this man don't need to be eating no Popeyes no Popeyes <laughs> you know what two fellas man he, he's in New Orleans yeah of all places in. like dude yes. like you know the, the, the gumbo and the seafood yeah. and the soap restaurants man yeah. and the mama pop spots all the more spots everywhere you go is just Southern kind of good cooking, man. Yeah, good. Yeah, he, he need to be on, on Utah or something. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere, Montana, somewhere, yeah. man. He eat rice cakes, man, or something, yeah. bro. Yeah, you definitely need to get out there. Yeah, man. Salad. Salad is the key. Yeah, salad, all kind of meat and shrimp and all kind of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Good man. You don't know if he's going to take the extension. He don't take it. We'll be talking about him in a little while about the dumbest players in the history of sports. Yeah, I, I think I he's trying to position himself to play with RJ somehow. Well, yeah, I, I see that happening. That's what I think he's trying to position himself. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, you can do all those, you know, positioning yourself, this and that, but in order to play with RJ, you got to be on the court. Yeah. You know, he on right. the same team as him, but it's still won't be playing with him if you can't get healthy and get on the court. Right. Exactly. Let me tell you, we, we sat here and talked about it, and, and, and I know we don't want to hear it, but don't worry about it. He wants to play on the Knicks at 346. He'll be on the Knicks for four years for $196 million at 349 pounds. I like, uh, I like RJ, but I send him over there for Brandon Ingram. I would have that. Yeah, let him, let him, you know, join up over there. Yeah, that's the Knicks, Knicks. The Knicks should preemptively do that. I would rather trade and get Ingram than bring in a hurt Zion. Yeah, yeah. Hurt Zion might put behinds in the seat, but you ain't gonna win nothing. Mm-hmm. Plus, um, like I feel like we have a replacement, so to speak, already for RJ. Right? We can insert yeah. Ryan, just easy. Mm-hmm. But this guy Zion, like you said, if he can't get on the court, then what good is he to us? That's right. That's the last thing we need. We already had Stoudemire. You can go down a list of all these guys. Oh, please. Like yeah. prime. And I love Stat, but Stoudemire. We need any more guys that say you the guys, right? T Mac. Yeah. <laughs> the whole like that one point, Benny, I Penny Hardaway too. Yeah, Penny Hardaway, man. Oh my God, Tombo, Tombo, yeah, Tombo out there, man. Wasn't Ariza hurt when we had him too? Yeah, man. Yeah, so, man. Nah, whole host of players. I'll yeah. take Brandon Ingram off their hands, Roger. The one good thing about Brandon Ingram too is that I don't think Brandon Ingram will put up with Randall's nonsense either. He's gonna go out there and do what he does. 
but I need to smoke about them. They on the clock. They better start, you know, sending out the scouting team. Yeah. The Duke games and yeah. Kentucky games. Yeah, they're on the clock, that's for sure. So. They're on the clock. Yeah, they are. They are. I got one for you. I mean, they don't want to believe it. Everybody loves them. But I'm going to give it about another two weeks. The Lakers might be on the clock. I don't think LeBron yeah. James did it no more. I think LeBron James, like, his... And now that his body language, I think he realized he can't win this by himself no more. Right. So, yeah, so LeBron gets hurt again, look for LeBron to sit out for 22 games or something. And there's no way they well, they, I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, let alone win, you know, winning in the eighth seed or something, or have to do that playing game. Plus, Anthony, the minute LeBron goes out, you know, sits out a couple of games, Anthony Davis going to want to sit out too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's the type of dude he is. Yeah, but, you know, LeBron had a real excuse to be breaking down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they were playing something like that. He played the whole game from, from day one. Yeah. Playoffs two, finals two, for over 18 or 17 straight years. LeBron, what, 38? Yeah. 38 years old, 20 yeah. years in the league, and played probably average. Damn near 40 minutes a game for a career. Yeah, he, he just scored 35 today. Now he should be scoring 35 to, to win games. Or, uh, to score 35, score 35 to be OKC by two points. Come on, man. What, what, what's going on out there, man? He <laughs> can't be OKC. He <laughs> played three times on one game. You know? <laughs> If you got to score 35 to beat a team that we only know Shai Gillis Alexander, that's the only player you know on the roster. <laughs> Hello. Exactly, man. I mean, I, let me tell you, I usually don't feel bad for LeBron, but this ain't the best way to go out. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. It, 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 you know, fellas, I always said this, you know, I always said LeBron would end his career with five rings. I never thought he'd get six. I thought he'd five. I said, but hook about Crook. Yeah, I think he's just holding on to see if Bronny makes the league or not at this point. And then he'll go to whatever team that is for a year. You know how LeBron gonna get five? He's gonna be a part of the Kyrie Irving deal. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, LeBron, LeBron, he'll force that trade too. Good. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna trade Kyrie Irving and Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown and a couple of picks in 2029. 20, 20, <laughs> LeBron. LeBron gonna pull up KD and join the Warriors, man. Watch. <laughs> he gonna play for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, hold on, mad at LeBron. LeBron, you're a sucker, man. Why you do that, man? Go <laughs> you know, we'll the Warriors. It. If you think about it, it wouldn't be bad for Golden State either. They could get rid of all them young cats for LeBron. He on their timeline. You know, what? LeBron right now in the Warriors with, with, with Curry and the Huffy Clay and you If I gave you Moody, Kaminga, and Wiseman, or whatever, and a draft pick, would you give Wiggins. me LeBron? Don't Wiggins. Yeah, Wiggins and Wiggins. You give yeah, me LeBron. Don't Wiggins and for salary purposes. Yeah, yeah. If you give me LeBron, you will give mm-hmm. me LeBron. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to I would do it. Why not? Next week, they would try to trade Anthony Davis somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Russell Westbrook is on his way out. Yeah, think so? Uh, I don't know yeah, what I think if the season happened. continues this way, I think the Lakers want to trade him. He'll, oh, he'll probably be the first one to go. If they wow. Can go. The funniest thing is he might he, goes, he might turn into the next John Wall situation. 
Wow. Yeah, he didn't want to live by himself, man. So, you know, it's tough to hear kind of 30 years old, you know, football champion, you know. He's just a big player, man. You know, big player. Exactly. He had a tragic life story, too, because I remember that thing with his mom. His mom was in jail for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. She had to get pardoned by Obama to get out. Mm-hmm. The first time she seen was, I think, it's the Super Bowl or something. The first right, time. right. That's true. So, I mean, I know it's rough for her missing all those years of his life and then, you know, getting out and then he just passing away. So, yeah. Just yeah. peace to the homie. Yeah. I mean, looking at the NFL, there's a couple of weeks. I mean, Seattle, you think Russell Wilson's run his course for Seattle? I mean, before the season question is, he listed his teams, which is kind of crazy to begin with. But do you think they do you think they will move on from him? Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. Right, they should. Yeah. I mean, I when I look at Russell Wilson, I think the good team for him is maybe like the Saints would be a good team for him. Yeah, yeah like that. that would be a good one. Yeah, maybe the what about the Vikings? Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, yeah. Yep, yep. I mean, Kirk Cousins, we know, can't win the big game. We I watched Thursday, I watched the Vikings play the Steelers. It was up by 30 points and, and barely hold on to beat, to beat them. They, they won 38 to, I think, 38 to 36 or something crazy. And that's mm-hmm. only because, um, it's only because the running back had 205 yards rushing. Wow. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Another thing that came out of that Steelers game is apparently, I mean, I don't know if you guys seen it. It was a play where I guess Chase Claypool dropped the ball or something like that. So it's this whole thing about the press conference. I'm listening today, and then, like, he didn't take responsibility for a drop. All he had to do it, and that he defended himself and stuff like that. I mean, I would just give my, my opinion partially on it. Like, I definitely think that, if, you know, you can obviously say if you made a mistake or something, you can say it. But I think the Steelers made a conscious decision not to win when they decided to bring um, Roethlisberger back and let him out there. I don't think that one play, I watched that game, that one play wasn't the only play that cost him the game. But he probably should have owned up to his part of it. I don't know what yeah, you guys think I, I think uh, I, I think the, the player stands out the most they get criticized for is the uh, you know, they're making a comeback and it was down by a, a touchdown and he got a big play to get a first down and he's celebrating with no timeouts like what are you doing celebrating and he caught for like like twelve seconds yeah, yeah. now if you notice when he got to the red zone within a ten yard line or, or a five yard line his five ten yard line he been through a nice pass to the tight end he dropped the ball. Yeah, he got he got the uh, you know, game time touchdown. He got the ball. Yeah, so let's say uh, right. So let's say uh, Chase Claypool doesn't celebrate. He might have one more shot of trying to you know tie the game up, man. But he probably got yeah. four to fifteen seconds, man. You know, so he's, he's on top of that, you know, you don't own up own up to you celebrate at the wrong time during the game, man. You know, it's kind of selfish, yeah. my dude. Very yeah, selfish, it, man. It's one of those things where you gotta learn. You're in the NFL now. So, I mean, Act like you've been there before. So. Right, right. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not the last play, you big play you're going to make, a play you're going to make. Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe before, so, you know, more's coming. You know, it's you funny, the surprising thing is that he's from, he played for Notre Dame. Yeah. 
right. those guys are usually fairly disciplined. You usually mm-hmm. don't see that type of stuff. Right, that's true. Yeah. That is true. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's true. So, okay, hopefully, hopefully you learn from because you're definitely getting a lot of heat right now for it. Yeah, you should get you should get a lot of heat for that. It makes yeah. no sense, man. So who do we think of the NFL contender? I didn't get a chance to see, but I know um, Buffalo tied it up. Did Buffalo end up winning that game? Man, they lost. Oh, they lost? Yeah. The big I got two on the list now. Pretenders. Buffalo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got Buffalo on the Pretenders list, too? Yeah, there's no book. We had a four, four to five. I'm, you know who I'm not sold on either unless he comes back. Is, um, is there any chance that Derrick Henry's done for the season? No. Oh, he's not? No, he's coming back. Oh, okay. So I'll, he's back. He's yeah, they were, back. they were on my list too. Right. Yeah. And if he's coming back, then they... Yeah, he's coming back. He's going to make yeah. a contender. contender. I think Baltimore's a contender. The Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Of course, the Bucks are, I would say, contenders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, yeah. Lamar got hurt today. Lamar got cut off today, man. Guys, no yeah, you see that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do without him out there. They already yeah. lost three running backs for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going to be rough for them. Yeah, I mean, bad timing. Yeah. The AFC, Kansas City looks like they, they're coming around now. Yeah, maybe that that you know early season adversity was good for them i think they were like nine and four now something like that yeah so, yeah so, I think, considering I, the way they started right nine exactly four, not too bad considering how they started yeah right. i'm not 100 sold on them but maybe that's a good thing because before they were going in you know 13 and three every season yeah postseason and with all those expectations 15 and one and this and that so maybe after struggling early on they actually perform in the playoffs as soon as they get there. What do we think about Green Bay or the Patriots? Yeah, they always seem to be a good regular season team. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason in the playoffs, they don't it's not that they're horrible in the playoffs, it just for some reason they just can't can't seem to get over, get over that hump. Plus I know Rogers has like that injured foot or something, toe or Yeah. So he called it COVID toe he says. <laughs> yeah, COVID told you said. Green Bay, even Green Bay's talent across the board, but they always fall short when they reach the NFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah, they get to that, they get to that NFC, NFC chip game, and then they'll they'll fall short no matter where they play. The winner, the winner Patriots, you know, they won seven straight games, man. They doing something yeah. right. Mac, Mac Jones is doing his thing. Yeah, yeah. He's doing his thing. He looks comfortable out there. You know, he looks like a veteran out there right now, man. He's, he's, he's being coached up by Belichick and Josh Daniels, man. So, All but right. the women is, 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 is rolling right now. The women, they're rolling. They are. I'm going to ask you the key yeah. question. I'm going to ask you. Cowboys, mm-hmm. what are they? Uh, they are they, they are a fringe contenders, but they, 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 um, they, got, they got issues, man. The old line is, is not healthy. You know, um, we have two running backs who's hurt. Now Potter's hurt with, um, yeah. I've got, uh, he has some kind of NBA injury, he said, though, you know, so it affects his, uh, him playing his foot. Oh, and, oh, yeah. yeah, man. And, you know, he's, he's more explosive than, uh, you know, Zeke, Zeke Elliott. You know, Zeke is good, but Zeke is a workhorse, you know. Yeah. So we're not, we're not trying, you know, you know, 
worry Zeke too much. We're trying to have Zeke ready for the playoffs come time. Come time for the next three or four games. So uh, we've got a guy named Chris Clement from Ohio State. So sometimes you may see uh, CeeDee Lamb in the backfield like, 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 like today. Yeah. Playing running back. But, um, you know, but the good thing about that right now is the defense. We got D-Law back, Gregory back. He's very good. Uh, uh, Gallimore is back. Played defense tackle. Those three guys played great today. They played real great today. Michael, Michael Parsons, what can I say, you know? Yeah. So, you know, believe, believe it or not, who would have thought that uh, the issue is with offense, not defense? You know, yeah. who would think that? I think right now is just rolling right now, man. Everybody's healthy, so. Right now, we're just trying to stay the core. I think our schedule is kind of easy. We, we played the Redskins today. We won today. Almost through that. Played the Giants next week. Then played Redskins again. Then Philly. And then we played uh, the Cardinals. It's a tough game. You know, so right now, we're just going to, you know, Covering division, man, you know, and ready for the playoffs. But right now, they're kind of like a fringe uh, pretender kind of team right now. And Dak is playing bad, by the way. Dak is, Dak, Dak is not playing good at all right now. Making bad reads, man. Until you mentioned it right now, I almost forgot about him. Arizona is definitely a contender. Yeah, yeah. they're number one yeah. East. Yeah, yeah the think about ninety two. Because I think the Rams are a contender too. Yeah, they put the Cardinals yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah, that's big. And you know what? Fellas? Cardinals been in first place all season long, man. Yeah, all yeah. season uh, long. All season yeah, long. What It's not, a, it's not yeah. a fluke anymore. Right. Yeah. What I call him? What I call him? Every two. He comes back tomorrow, so you know. Yeah. They, they for real. So we talked about Aaron Rodgers' joke with the COVID toe, but what I'm noticing now is you're noticing how many teams, like in different sports, like how COVID really affected the game, like rosters and stuff. Like from what I understand, the Lions today, between COVID and the flu, didn't even really have enough players. They only have 46 players on the roster. Mm. I mean, yeah. how do you, I mean, how do you think they? Think there's a way around this, or how do you guys think they're gonna eventually start handling this? Because RJ Barrett, a perfect example. OB Toppin. OB Toppin. This is really starting to. Plus, I think uh, didn't the Hornets have like four players out? They had Lamelo out, Rozier was out, a couple yeah. guys on the bench were out. I think they had like three or four guys out. I don't know. Maybe maybe the the answer temporarily is to like expand the rosters a little bit. So that yeah. people can carry more players just in case. Right. I know NBA kind of has that in a sense with the, the G League, right? You can bring players up or whatever, right? And you have really yeah. a team, or maybe just in general. Um, NBA maybe can do a better job of or add, because you could have what, two two way players now? Yeah. NBA, maybe you expand that to three or four two way players where you can bring them up to the main roster or send them down instead of two. Same thing with NFL. Maybe you just expand the roster a little bit. Yeah, makes sense. My Cowboys got hit a lot, got hit hard too with COVID the last yeah. few weeks yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, I think guys should be uh, should be put in kind of bubble, team bubble. You know, don't be around your family, I guess, for some amount of days, or maybe certain days out of the week. You and your family get other four days. Let's say, for example, you can't got to be on a facility, you stay in a room or a hotel, man. They look out like they like on them big day, but not but not not too not, not too strict though. But you know, you go see yeah. your family for a day or so. Say every let's say every Monday and Wednesday or something like that. You know, you go see your family, stay home for those two days. And, you know, after that, stay the team facility, stay the team and hotel until um, next week's game. You can do that. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's, 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 just, it's just tough. But I think both of you guys have, have like isolating people and expanding the roster. They're probably going to have to do that. Especially yeah. like emerging to this the Omicron thing. They're supposed to be more, not necessarily more severe, but more spreadable. Yeah, and more transmissible, yeah. Yeah, so you're going to have more cases like that. And imagine you get down to the Super Bowl or something, or the, the finals, <laughs> and you got four players on COVID protocol. Imagine that. Imagine the Cowboys going there and no Dak Prescott quarterback and he got COVID. Yeah, yeah. So Come Dak on. Prescott got COVID, and because he was hanging out with Ezekiel, with Elliot, they both yeah. got Right for Super Bowl, for the Super Bowl, all, all, all playoffs, right? Yeah, that would, yeah, that's like a death wish. So they're gonna have to figure yeah. something out with that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they do what you said. What you said, Theo, they start isolating people and bringing them in and stuff like that, especially around the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You just can't afford for that to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the NBA teams playing the playoffs in the bubble or something, or doing something like that, bringing them into a spot too, because. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll do a bubble, but I'm pretty much sure it'll be tighter because NBA owners don't want to use, lose that revenue from playing their home games. But they'll have to tighten that up somewhat too. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that'll be interesting. And we know it like really hit baseball too last year, last baseball season. Yeah. Had, like, almost entire teams out. You That's know? right. That's right. Yeah. Forgot about that too. Hey, I mean. Speaking about Major League Baseball, we, we haven't heard much about it, but they're officially locked out right, right now. Yeah. And, and, you know, although it's not like this whole public thing, sort of a lot of teams rushed out and made all these signings before this lockout thing or something. I mean, from what I understand, I don't understand or know all the issues, but I do. A couple of them that I heard I think are good from a player's sense. I think... Um, one of the things they're fighting for is the right for players to not have to wait as long to get to the bag. Like this whole team control thing for six years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to cut that in half. Mm-hmm. I think that would actually be more beneficial for for both sides, to be honest with you. Because what ends up happening now is by the time people can get to the money, they're you're giving them a 10-year contract, and you know on the back end of that, you know, it took you six years to get it, get a, a 10 year deal, you know, $300 million or whatever it is. Yeah, 13, 14, 15, probably ain't gonna be that good, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I'd rather pay a guy, if he's showing those signs and you wanna take that chance, pay him in year three, you know, year there's four. Already, there's already a dilemma with that. Think about it as Yankee fan. Aaron Judge is 29. Yeah, exactly. Now you're going to be forced to give him a 10-year deal because if not, somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, he's not taking less than eight years. I wouldn't if I was him. There's no way I'm taking less than eight years. Unless it's for something like 50 or $60 million per you, you can make it less years, but you're going to pay me the same amount. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll get his money. Just will get his money. Yeah, and that's You know, that's what the problem is, I think. Yeah, and the owners, I think, I think you're right. I mean, they don't understand that maybe it might help them too to give these guys the money a little earlier, so that you're not losing on the back end. Yeah, the likelihood of them still being good. If you give a guy, let's say you get a guy 22 years old, 23 years old, and you give him a 10-year deal, I'd rather do that than give a 29-year-old a 10-year deal. 
Yeah. Granted, you may be, you may guess wrong, right? When you give that 23-year-old uh, a 10-year deal, $300 million, $400 million, and he turns out to be a bust. In fact, the same, that same thing could happen at 29, too, where the guy's just a bust. Now it's even worse because you're paying the guy for the next 10 years, you'll be almost 40 when that contract is over. You know, it's funny now, these owners want, these owners want to wait to play six, seven years to give you a big deal. You got, you got you give me these Cuban players, he's like 16 years old, five million out of contracts just to sign their name and yep. come to America and play uh, single A ball. It makes no sense, you know? Nope. This kid is 15 years old, he gives this kid five million dollars to sign his name yeah. and come to America and play single A ball a couple of years, but yet, you know, you don't, you don't want, you don't, you don't want to, uh, Give a guy a deal after three years. You gotta take yeah. six years. That makes no sense. Yeah, and this guy's gotta go to arbitration every year. Yeah, every year, come on. Yeah, every year. You get a 50 year old kid, 60 year old kid, five million dollar contract. Based, yeah. based on potential. You're right. They this guy, you see this guy play in the major league for two or three years. Mm -hmm. Hey, think about I was reading that uh, Marcus Simeon. Listen, he's like 28 years old. Listen, to his credit, he wasn't going to take his deal shorter than four or five years for the money he wanted. Because prior to that, all the rest of the years, I don't think he made more than like a million dollars. A million dollars in change. Right. I think even that, like when he, remember he played for Oakland. So, you know, they wasn't paying the money. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. the most money he ever made prior to this deal was like six or seven million. And that was from Blue, the Blue Jays this year. Right, right. So now in Texas now, he got paid. Which yep. is good. Good for him. Yeah. And he's like 28 or 29. He's, I think he might even be older than that. So, From a fan's perspective, I would like to see them, um, like guys getting paid younger, I think is a, a step in the right direction. Um, but I would like to see them, and of course the players won't like them, but shorten the length of the deals from a fan's perspective. The reason why I say that is it, Baseball, in my opinion, needs more things to make it exciting. So the possibility of player movement like, is, is more exciting to me. These 10-year deals, you know these guys ain't going to be on the team for 10 years anyway. Right, right. Well, it's, you got a perfect example of that. With him, as much as people think he's so great and everything, I think he's a great baseball player too. You might as well say Mike Trout wasted his whole career. Seems that way. He's yeah, never going to win on got the league. He's got a bunch of money, but he's right. never going to win anything. Mm -hmm. Hell, did that. How many times have you even been to the playoffs, Mike Trout? Yeah, here it is. You got a guy who at one point was the face of, of the league. And like you said, having the face of the league not being the playoffs can be good for anybody. Right. If he was signing five-year deals, he could still get his money. I ain't nobody saying that. Okay. I'm shortening the limbs. And then there's that possibility, right, that he decides to move on. Hey, let me go here. Let me go here. I think that's part of what makes basketball a little more exciting. Baseball, I think they need to explore more, you know, more things. 162 games, nine innings. I think they need to find ways to speed up the game. And just in general, make it more exciting. Free agency is one of those things that, Yeah. Fans, I like. Yeah, I think. Listen, I think this, this whole, yeah, that whole team control for years, and they gonna have to come up with something. But I even heard. I think the first thing that got thrown out the window is the owners actually even try to float in there because they do have one. Like it doesn't seem like it, but the 
baseball does have a salary tax. So that's how they come up with the luxury tax. So there is one there. It's just some mm-hmm. ridiculously high number. Yeah, you can pay me twenty million dollars uh, yeah. <laughs> for being over the cap, man. That's, that's yeah. crazy. Exactly. So there is a cap there, mm-hmm. but it's just not, it's not a hard cap. Like you right. sign in players without the cap, you just gotta pay the luxury. Tax. Yeah, luxury tax. Especially that Yankees paying twenty twenty million luxury, luxury tax. tax. <laughs> that's more than some team. Some team. That's more than the athletics. Athletics pay one. The Legs, the Pirates, maybe the Reds. Yes. The other teams, man. More than the two. Got a big, big they got some things going on. Yeah. Hey, we at that time of the year, the college football championship. Yeah. I don't want to be a hater. It's in my, I, I, it's my, every year I'm watching, we know Alabama's going to be in there. I mean, as much as, as much as I, it's great to see them there, I, I don't really want to see them win. But I'm looking at the teams there, it's hard pressed to see them not win. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, I generally roll with Alabama, so I'm not going to change up now. <laughs> you know, I'm so disappointed in Georgia. You know, they've been great all year. <laughs> and and Bama has been kind of shaky, you know what I'm saying? She lost the game and, and had a tough game against certain uh, so-called lower teams. And they finally meet up, and they get smoked by Bama, man. And let that kid win a, win a husband based on that one game. Yep, yep. And, you know, and so, and, and, and now Bama had the confidence back, they swagger back, Nick Saban is talking smack again with, with little sarcastic ways and press conferences, you know. But Cincinnati is the real deal, though, man. Now, Cincinnati, defensively, I'm not quite sure about because they stay in shootouts. They yeah. stay in shootouts. They stay in the 40s, getting yeah. in the 40 range. So, you know, Bama can't stop uh, Cincinnati. They might get controlled a little bit, though, but I don't know if. Uh, Cincinnati can't can, can beat Alabama, man. I don't know on, on the side. I would, I would shock the world. Cincinnati beat Alabama. Yeah, that would be a shocker. That, that would be a shocker. Shocking. I can see it, though, but it's going to be tough, though, man. It's going to be tough, man. I see that beating out. I wouldn't mind seeing Michigan win. Yeah. I agree with you on that. Yeah, for, me, for me, for me, it's based on uh, nostalgia, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For me, personal nostalgia, so. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Michigan one. And they play in Georgia, too. They, they play in Georgia, too. It is, you know, fellow, Rob Bama always playing the easiest easiest team out of three every year. <laughs> yeah, that is, you know what? They only the number one seed. That's yeah, why, 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 why Bama can't play Michigan right now? And that Georgia play Cincinnati. Oh, that would, you be, know? That would be something. Uh, yeah, but you know, no, no, no. they ain't gonna do that, man. Too much money out there, man. Go, we ain't gonna do that. No, they, you know, they were trying to talk about they're still up in the air. They're talking about trying to expand and make six or eight teams or something. And one person even said something ridiculous like 16 teams. I mean, I don't I, think I heard 12. Team. 12. How would you, I don't even know how you would go about doing that. You have 12 teams. Somebody get the buy, you're gonna have four rounds or something. Three rounds. Yeah, the first, the first 14 gets buys. Okay, okay. Like it's going to happen. That might not be bad. That, yeah. That might not be bad. Yeah, first yeah. 14 get it by. It definitely will make it more interesting. It will definitely make it more interesting. Throwing that extra game in there or something. Right. Especially with some of these conferences, it's t
and this this thing with Michigan and Ohio State and all those teams, those teams seem like any one of them could beat each other at any given point. Exactly. Like Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, they always seem like they, they could, any one of those teams could beat each other at any time. Iowa. I think I read something, I'm sorry, but where they said maybe uh, the six the six best uh, six cups conferences where when, when the, uh, the, the, the the conference yeah. You know, they'll they, they be seated one through six. Oh, okay. And then the main six through 12 will come by, I guess, teams who can, I guess, second place or who play well after that. Oh, that's so, that Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like, I guess, you know, ACC, Big Ten, Big East, regardless of your record, if you win that conference, then those, those six teams will be seated according to what you think is good, one through six. That would be interesting. Yeah, I right there, recently. So. Yeah, they got to map that already. They got they got the plan already in place, man. You just take your time on it. Yeah, Same plan. Yeah. yeah. I just got one last thing to talk about real quick. Rutgers had the biggest win in the history of their program this week. <laughs> Beating Purdue at number one. That might have been the worst loss in the history of NCAA basketball. <laughs> Losing the Rutgers as the number one. I mean... I, I I I was that was I don't know. But dude, they lasted. Did they they didn't even last a full week, did they? They won today. Oh, okay. Yeah, they won today. Who's the number one seed now? Probably Duke again, right? Uh, might be Duke come right now. It was but Duke today lost and it won today. But maybe tomorrow might be Duke. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so, and then, then Kentucky lose to somebody really bad, like right? some people was stolen the court. They beat Notre Dame. Yeah, Notre yeah. Dame. Notre I Dame. mean, not for nothing. I mean, Notre Dame. I wouldn't. At one point, they were actually a viable basketball program. So I don't know why you stole them in the court because you beat Kentucky. I mean, they used to have a real program. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that's a bit strange. Right. But so far, you know, just talking about college basketball, it seems like it's kind of up in the air so far. Yeah, I, which I think is a good thing. I like seeing, uh, you know, parity. Uh, I like to see you know, talent spread out. Yeah. I guess that's part of what makes college basketball good is it's not as predictable. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't really go in and pencil teams in, uh, you know, right. think he's going to win it all this year, or right. I think that's what's part of, partly exciting about it. I think this year, man, you might have eight to ten tops for what I've watched, you know, you know, you know God, I love class hoops. In my opinion, I see maybe eight to ten teams who will actually win a championship this year, which is pretty good, because years ago, you always you missing me, I think, like, three or four teams, most. But like you said, the parity... Yeah. I gotta give you your props, Theo. Getting that win over Syracuse. Yeah, you know, you know, my, my team my team is is, is, is injury written with, with certain players, you know, had a good had a good trap coming and he had a mishap on campus, so they, they kick off the yeah. team. And my center broke his hand uh, uh, two games ago, he was out, you know, you know, Wahad transferred to Maryland. Yeah. You know, it seems she, like we take two steps forward and three steps backwards. You know, but like I said, right now, we're a, we a very young team, man. All players are freshmen and sophomores. You know, so you got him with Donna Carey. He's like a super senior, though. You know, he's, he's, he's pretty good, though. But, you know, but anytime being Syracuse is always a good thing, man. You know, 
but the team is young, you know, and when I buy it, you know, Pat is coaching them up. He's paying young kids, unlike, unlike the Knicks is doing right now, you know. Pat is paying young kids, and he says, listen, don't worry about it. Go out there, you know, lick your wounds, man, you know what I'm saying, and, and try to get better, man. So, at that part, I like what, I like what Pat is doing with Georgetown team, you know? but being said, is always a good thing. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that, you know, that they just have the time to develop the roster and stuff. Yeah, I think they're going to do that, yeah. He's not, he's not, he's not no hot seat. Yeah. I wouldn't know about that. He's not no hot seat at all. I will, I will tell you this. I got a chance to watch a, quite a few of those Memphis games. I mean, I mean. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah. Talkin'. yeah. So that boy is for real. Monty Bates, you know. Those dudes are for real. Yeah, Amani yeah. Bates, the John Durant, and such. Yeah, I mean, they, they yeah. But, yeah. But, 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 so Javon and them gonna get him? Javon's playing good, man. Yeah. Javon's yeah. playing good. He's he left nobody. He's playing he's playing good, man. He's playing yeah. good. He's playing yeah. good. And plus, you know, he got Rashid Wallace as a coach, got Larry Brown as a coach. Yo, Penny, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, man? So uh, it's weird with the Harvard over there, Memphis. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. You got a lot of talent over there. Too. Yeah, a lot of talent, man. Yeah. A lot of talent right now. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But guys, listen, any final last words? We <coughs> touched on it earlier, but yeah, rest in peace to Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Sad, sad to hear that. Um, so condolences, condolences again to his family, and um, let's go Knicks. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I know you guys know, you know, well, your cousin's back in NBA. You know, he's back with the Bucks. That's good to see Brooklyn Cousins back in the NBA. Uh, Tiger Woods is about to play golf again, which is good for the, for the sport of golf, you know. Because he almost killed himself, let alone lost his limbs, but, you know, he's, he's healthy again, you know, playing in a, in a pro tournament. So, welcome back, Tiger Woods. And shout out to uh, Deion Sanders, man, coach of the year in the Sweat Conference, man. He was uh, 10 on the conference, uh, 10 on overall. Eight on the conference when they first uh, swept title in the last eight years. The son was a uh, freshman of the year too as well. So uh, shout out to Deion Sanders, man. Yeah. And me, was just again, you guys covered cut a lot, covered a lot of it. Again, I'm just glad to see that that, um, <clears throat> that I got to give it to him. Even though I'm not the biggest soccer guy, I got to give NYC. FC that credit for saying for bringing the first championship to New York City in the last 10 years. Good one, that's right. From that credit. Good one. That's first right. time the championship back to the city in 10 years, we got to give him that credit. Yes, that's a good one. Good one, y'all. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. But hey, thanks again, guys, man. Love talking to y'all, man. No doubt. Have a great week. Yes, yeah. sir. Have a good one. Enjoy, fellas.